I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Yeah, baby. Hello. (laughs) There he is. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you. And we're back, Lonnie. It's the boys. How you doing? I'm pretty good, Dylan. How you doing? Mate, I'm doing fantastic. But you know what would make me even better? If I knew what the pod was about, mate. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say there, but here we go. I'll let you know. <laughs> Please do. It's episode 40. We're turning 40 today, Dylan, of the main <gasps> show, plus a oh. whole bunch of Christina Chronicles, plus a bunch of special episodes. But 40 main ones of I Miss You Man, the podcast where two men miss each other. Take each other on a journey through life, pop culture, and everything in between. Today, we're very much in the pop culture side of things, aren't we, Dylan? It's been a long time coming, but here we are. It, it has, it has, it has. Uh, you all know what it's about. You've all seen the title. You all clicked on it. It's about the man, the myth, the legend, Austin Powers, eh? The international man of mystery. What does that, that mean? he is. Never explained. Oh, he's a man of mystery, Lonnie. You know? You're not supposed to know, are you? <laughs> now, it's Dylan's episode today, but I want to get into this first, Dylan. Mm. From what, uh, what we talk about from our discussions, you seem like a massive Austin head. Is that true? <laughs> oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say massive. I mean, I consider myself a normal Austin fan, you know? You're just a regular person in the world then. Everyone likes Austin, surely. Who doesn't? Who doesn't, mate? Um, this has been a bit of an inside joke for a while, hasn't it? We've been sending <laughs> gifs of Austin for... Months and months, haven't we, Lonnie? I don't know who it was to begin with. Was it me or was it you? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Well, it was you what matters is this. that we both rolled with it. <laughs> it's true. We, he's just part of our, our life now. Part of our our discussion is, you know, Austin Powers gifts and memes and things. He's and part good. of our friendship, Lonnie. It's he's, beautiful. That's right. It's the three of us now. Now, is your idea for this podcast episode, though, because we could have just had a podcast talking a bit about Austin, which we'll do. Mm. You had a little little zinger, didn't you, Dylan? A little twist in the tail, a little sting, you know? I did. I did, Lonnie. I did. What's that? Basically, man? yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the movies, obviously, go through those a bit. But at the end, what we're going to do, there obviously hasn't been an Austin Powers 4 yet, has there, Lonnie? Not yet, Dylan. I think we've got some ideas about what we might do for that, hey? Absolutely we do. You and me. Between the two of us, I reckon we can come up with a solid movie, or two. Let's go four and five, possibly. Who knows? Okay. Warner Brothers, give us a call if you like what we're putting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where to begin? Well, where else to begin but Austin Powers 1, Lonnie. International Man of Mystery, as it's called. The best one. Hmm. Only just, but yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah, what was your first memory of this? When was the first time you saw it, Dylan? I actually saw Spidey Shag Me first. Really? Okay. I did. I did. I saw it on uh, TV one night. That's why you shagged me. And then eventually I asked mum for all three movies, I think for either Christmas or birthday, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then couldn't get enough of all three ever since. Now, were you like, I'm guessing in your teens, tweens, but earlier? Yeah, like, I think yeah. like 13, 14 or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Hmm. I think I was a little bit younger when I first watched them. Oh. Well, no, I know. I didn't even probably get what I was watching, really. You naughty part. boy. But it's because I had an older sister and an older brother. Um, and particularly my sister was in high school when these came out, I think, or at least mm. for the, the second two when they were massive. Yeah, and yeah. And so, you know, you tag along or you watch it at home and, you know, sort of don't really get it, but you're watching it and you just sort of know the jokes and they become in-jokes in the family and stuff. So Yeah, the poop jokes and the fart jokes you appreciated, I'm sure. Yeah, and like you know, there are bits where you, you know it's funny, but you don't really know why it's funny, and you know it's a bit sexy before you even really understand all that. All that's about. This early, <laughs> yeah. no way. Um, 
Yeah, we're getting there. Don't worry. Um, I haven't gone back since then, though, since like the early 2000s. Um, so I was keen to see if they held up. And if you look up Austin Powers on Google these days, there's very much many articles from the last couple of years being like, does Austin Powers hold up? Are they any good still? Looking back, it's been like 20 years or so. Yeah. The answer's yes. Well, a resounding yes for all three. One, the first one's a classic. For all three, it's a resounding yes. The other two, I don't know. We love them all. <laughs> they... You said that you like the first one's close to start. I think that's true. And I think it's the best one. And we're going to get into this, I think. A bit of an mm. argy-bargy about this. That's all right. Um, I think it's the best one because Austin works the best, right? Because he's a man out of time, which they sort of forget in the next two. <laughs> Don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, but, like, you know, especially the second one, he spends most of the time in his time, so. Yeah, exactly. I think what I'm trying to get at is I think a lot of what makes Austin work is like him being from the 60s and being from a very stereotypical, cliched version of the 60s, of the swing in 60s and free love, etc. Mm-hmm. And being in a more modern 90s, that it's modern time for them and it's back history for us now, which is kind of strange looking at the, that lens, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but like when he's like hitting on people or he's making dirty jokes and stuff, that that's... It's not okay, obviously. Like it's that's the joke is that he's being transgressive, but it's transgressive and it's funny because he has basically walked from the sixties in back in, in straight into the nineties, and it's like, oh, Austin, he doesn't know what he's doing. Basically, is, is the joke, which I think kind of makes it okay, makes it more okay, or makes it somewhat okay in the first film, not so much the second two. But that's that's my thesis statement there, Dylan. We'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it. All right, yeah. let's just go through the first one because okay. we both love it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Lonnie, what a time the 90s were, right? <laughs> Weren't they? Now, if you had made a James Bond parody movie today, it would not even be a quarter as successful as this was, I reckon. You reckon? Oh, product, product of its time for sure. Because of like, the comedy landscape, you mean, or...? Yeah, and just James Bond was more relevant in those days as well. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, it was before Bourne came along and sort of screwed up James Bond, hey? <laughs> yeah, reinvented the genre. Mm, basically took it underneath his, from underneath their feet, didn't they? <laughs> kind yeah. of, yeah, mm. yeah. And then the Daniel Craig's one have been struggling to keep up ever since. Yeah, like they, they seem to have a good hit every now and then with those. Casino Royale and Skyfall, but the others... Well, they can't even release this, the last one, can they? Just can't get out there. Seemingly not, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get it one day, hopefully. Well, but I'm not keen for it, but yeah, it's <gasps> to the point where I'm like, I forgot, I keep forgetting it's coming because it gets pushed back repeatedly, repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, fair point, fair point. Mm. But, you know, this one, Mike Myers at the height of his power in the 90s. You know, something interesting I, I've thought about with Mike Myers mm. is that he actually hasn't been in many movies, has he? No, not really. He's obviously had lots of fame on SNL, and then he had Austin Powers and obviously Wayne's World as well. Mm. And Trek, I think, was obviously massively imprinted on the culture, and even in a sort of ironically these days. Well, I think that's kind of what's uh, not kept him away from main movies, but he hasn't had to do anything because he's just got that steady Shrek paycheck, mate. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Mm. But you think... For someone who was that famous and that big in this period, you think he would have like lots of movies. But looking at his IMDb and stuff, you're like, oh, okay, he hasn't been in too much, but still a big imprint on society. He was in like what was it called, Honey? I Married a Max Murderer or something. Yeah, I think that, that that's a big hit and very um, popular to a certain crowd. It's one I've always heard of. I never actually watched it myself though. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I have to, but I think, yeah, one day, one day. I think with this, I think I read that he had the choice between doing Wayne's World 3 and doing Austin Powers, mm. and he chose this. Not sure how I feel because I love the Austins for my heart, but mm. I'd also be really interested to see what a Wayne's World 3 would have been like as well. Yeah, I guess he probably got to the point where he wanted to do his own thing and, and clearly play multiple parts and writing the script and being a producer and all that. Maybe that's more interesting than being part of a duo repeatedly. Yeah, and yeah. robbing Dana Carvey blind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Did you hear about that? Have you read about that? I've, I've read a few things. Didn't the, one of the things I read was that he stole the Doctor Evil impression from Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Pretty much, it was like an impression of uh, SNL creator Lorne Michaels, I believe. Mm. Mm. And Darren Carvey is doing it. Apparently, yeah, that's just Doctor Evil. And <laughs> stole it. Just cars Danny Carvey's dog Trevor, Mike. What are you doing? Some would say perfected it. I don't know. I don't know. That is pretty good, isn't he? From all accounts, like he's a cool guy. Uh, I don't know. He made Master of Disguise, didn't he? So. Mm, I haven't seen that. Oh, hello. <laughs> New episode oh, coming okay. up. I have seen it. It's good. I'm oh, good. shut up. <laughs> you haven't seen it because you're saying it's good. So, oh, okay. Got me there. That <laughs> <laughs> was often. Like it's hard for us to know because we're a bit younger. I, I try to talk to I talked to Cameron, our friend Cameron Williams. I talked to Mark Irons, our um, theme song singer and friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's our singer. That's all he is to us. <laughs> about Mark what the was, man. Yeah, Mark the man. About what it was like being there for Austin. And Cameron was massive into him. He still is, I think. He still tweets about him a bit. Um, he, he got you know just loved Austin Powers, which he kind of as he should, as he should, and also well, you know, as he should maybe. But, you know, it was one of the biggest cultural things of that, you know, turn of the century, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, but funny, Mark Irons, our, our boy, told me that he won tickets to the premiere of the first Lost in Powers film. Had Ooh. no idea what he was walking into. <laughs> I bet not. And loved it, obviously, and the whole the crowd loved it, and he said it was one of the best experiences he's had watching a um, movie in a, in a cinema. Absolutely. But, like, you and I probably have always had some idea of who Austin Powers is, but I think... Going in completely blind on the first night would have been so weird, wouldn't it? Oh, I would have been fantastic. Would have been magical, mm. I reckon. Yeah. Lonnie, mm. who else is in this? Who else is in this, Dylan? Well, are we going to talk about her? I think we have to. Don't I think we? we have to. Now, Vanessa, Liz Hurley. <sighs> the other reason why the first film is so much better than the other two, Dylan, is that she's the best female lead. Okay, that's. That's true. That's I can't argue that. Thank you. Good. I love Liz Hurley. She and obviously I think she's got the most one of the best actor, and she's also um, got the best character. I think is what I mean. She's like she's got a backstory. She stands up to Austin. There are times in the second and third films where Heather Graham and Beyonce just sort of stand there while he does his thing. <laughs> Don't you reckon? Uh, yeah, but uh, also Lonnie. She's a fanboy, eh? Huh? Well, that, that, no, we'll get into that in my in my <laughs> film, Dylan. My film idea for number four. Okay. Oh, hello. Okay. Bringing Liz back. Well, we'll see. Anyway, we'll, we'll get there. We'll the other thing I think is that she nicely balances the cruder aspects of Austin because she calls him out when he goes too far. And as, as I said, there's that element of him being out of time and she mm. is very much of the time. Um, and then that yeah. sort of the repartee and the conflict there is... Is good, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But Lonnie, did where did you watch this movie? Uh, at home, on my couch. Yeah, but like, <laughs> on what service? Sorry, <laughs> like Netflix. Is that where you watched it? I watched it on binge, actually. Okay, okay. Did it have the the jokes of the the henchmen being killed and their like backstory with their families and the stag party? No, it didn't. No, okay. But I recall that from earlier times watching it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I watched it on Netflix at first and I noticed those weren't in it and I was like, what the hell is this? And they also cut the scene with um, Christian Slater where Austin hypnotises him to get him orange sherbet oh my, from across the street. I've that, yeah. Why, why, is that <laughs> why aren't they in it? I don't know, it's weird, eh? Apparently, those are the US versions which just didn't have those scenes. That is so odd to me. That is really weird, yeah. European versions have those scenes. I had to dig out my old International Man of Mystery DVD to watch the proper good version. Check you weren't going crazy remembering these really yeah. different scenes. Yeah. There was a Mandela effect, mate. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> that is so weird because I remember that orange Sherbert clearly, but I yeah. hadn't. I, I didn't realise I'm not seeing it, but I, I remember not having the beer. Cause it's the guy who gets run over, doesn't he? He gets steamrolled. No, it's a different guy oh, as well. It's a different guy, yeah. is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. Wow. And he has like the like his wife's like making baking goods at home, and then mm. she gets a call saying her husband's been crushed by a steamroller. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that that's some of the funnier parts, I think. Personally. Yeah. Some of the best jokes in the film. Yeah. They weren't in it. That's, that's weird. Yeah. Very. 
Uh, one thing I want to say about Liz Hurley, though, before we go on, if this is okay, Dylan. You may. We we try to keep things respectful on the podcasts, and I'm being as respectful as I can, right, when I say this. She is smoking. Elizabeth Hurley, as Vanessa Kensington, may be the most beautiful a person has ever looked in, in a film, okay? Yep. Yeah, 100%. I, I know you're big into Joan Cusack and Adam's Family Values, but... Oh, she's got nothing on Liz Hurley, mate. <laughs> Don't you worry. No. Sorry, Joan. You're great, but... Liz Hurley of Nessa, my goodness. Oh, mate, when I was when I was a, a wee lad, a young man had a major crush on Liz Hurley. Between this and Bedazzled, oh my goodness! You know what? I haven't seen Bedazzled, but I think I'd, I'd rather watch that in Master of Disguise. Thank you very much. So, oh, I'd rather you too. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Uh, give it a watch, Brendan Fraser, mate. Hey, that's one of our other favourite boys. To talk about maybe it's a good good idea. All right, lock it in. Bedazzled, mate. Bedazzled. Bit of fun. Bit of, bit of a bit of crazy time. But that's in the future. We're on Austin at the moment, Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else did you love about the first one, mate? Um, what have I got here? Uh, the opening. Mm. <laughs> they really just throw you into it. Like, I mean, Austin specifically. Uh, Austin in particular, his opening where he's just dancing down the street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, as I said. I don't really think of Austin as a character who gets introduced because he's just someone who's always been there and then in pop culture he's sort of stayed part of the zeitgeist to a certain extent. Just burst onto the scene and never left. Yeah, and he very much is just, he's there dancing and he's singing and running away from people who love him and he leads the parade down the street. I love it. It's so good. I love a bit of dancing and singing, but that in particular, really good. All the openings are great for every film, mate. Yeah, I think it goes probably one, two, three in the openings, but still. Ooh. Oh, goes two, like, three, one, doesn't it? You like Ooh. him being naked, do you? <laughs> of course, mate. He's got the <laughs> penis-shaped chest hair. How can you not? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I should mention now while we're talking about it, I guess, thrown anywhere. Um, mm. There's been a few tweets I've seen about Austin Powers. It's been like, you kind of look back fondly in some ways, I think, by people of our age or, or younger and older. Um, yeah. About how he'd be like very positive about your pronouns. Like if you said yeah. you know, different pre, he'd be like, "Yeah, baby, whatever. It's, I'm I'm fine with it." Absolutely. Um, I think that's cool, but I think there are also some bits of the film which don't particularly hold up well, especially Ooh. when he keeps propositioning Vanessa for sex in the first film. Um, Fuck. He he on the plane after the plane he stops once she's like made it clear. Yeah, I have to just I have to think maybe if he'd if he'd hit on her once and she said no, that's 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 good. No more after that, okay? If you can, if the person's saying no, don't don't keep carrying on. And you're right. Eventually, like when she gets herself, well, she becomes um drunk and then asks him, and he's like, oh no, it wouldn't be right because you're you're drunk. Yeah, that's good. That, that's a good bit, I think. At the same time, though, you shouldn't get a prize for not raping someone because you know that's clearly <laughs> not the right thing to do. So. You know, as I said, though, maybe it's because of it's like the he's frozen in time and he's come back and very, very moving sequence when he has to, like, go back and investigate all the things he missed out on the last 30 years because... Um, yeah, and all the people he knows are dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I think there's a bit more heart to the first film, which you don't get so much in the second two. Mm. Incorrect. Incorrect again, especially with two. But, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, I don't know much more to say number one apart from, you know, I think it all works well for that. Maybe it should have stayed there, Dylan. Maybe that's all we needed. Incorrect. Incorrect and very wrong of you okay. to say that. Why, why am I wrong, Dylan? Well, why don't you like Spy Who Shagged Me, Lonnie? Well, there are some elements of it that are okay, but I think they'll lean in on the bad jokes. Like the shh stuff. <laughs> like the it's fine. And zip it. Yeah, the zip it and whatever. Yeah. Mini me rubs me the wrong way. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, love Mini me. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. He's funny. What's your issue with him? I mean, I read an interesting article from it was after Vern Troyer passed away. Yeah. And it was from a little person who wrote it. I think little person is the right term, but in the article they were saying dwarf, so I'm not really sure what 
I'm just gonna, they said dwarf, so anyway. Mm. Um, they're very much against the representation of Mini-Me. Sort of, yeah, it's a comedy series, sure, but, you know, he can't speak, he runs around, he wears, he is in like a, a baby carrier at one point. Um, in the second film, in the, sorry, here, the third film, his second appearance, he just humps the leg of Beyonce, like, I don't know, this person was saying that wasn't the greatest thing in all the jokes and bullying they got as being called Mini-Me, etc. Um, well, the bullying stuff I can understand, but the mm. rest of it, I would... If they had just, like, found a little person and dressed him up as Dr. Evil in the story, I can completely see where they're coming from. But, like, this is a defective clone. Yeah. Is what it is. Right. It's... I, I, yeah, I understand that. I get, I get it's a joke as well, and, like... It's all meant to be humorous, but even even well-intentioned intentioned jokes can sometimes be harmful, I think. And the other thing about it is that it doesn't pass the giggle test. I don't think it's that funny, a lot of the mini-me stuff. Some of it's funny, but not all of it. It's disappointing to hear. It's disappointing to hear. So he doesn't make an appearance in your movie then? No, and most of that's because of, of Vern Troyer passing away in real life. Mm. I didn't. I wasn't sure what to do with him as a character in our, you know, our pitch. Okay. Well, we'll see how you handle we'll it. Let's see how we go. Well, it's these days. I've tried basically. to be as... <laughs> You're not in mine, though. Ooh, okay. Right? Okay. Been tasteful, but, you know. Hmm. So you didn't like all the, like... You didn't like the fanbot thing with Vanessa being a fanbot all along? No. Why? Silly. She's got a mum. That's in the why first it's line. funny. That's why it's funny, though. Because it makes no sense. <laughs> well, the other thing, I liked her character. I liked her interplay. I thought that was good. Um, but then he rolled with it because it is funny. His reaction is funny, too, when he just like, Yeah, oh, he's single again. Yeah. Yeah, I behave, Lonnie. Come on. I'll, I'll give him points for being like, we want a new lead. Maybe she'll want to come back. Or maybe it's more fun to have a new Bond girl-esque person. So let's just roll with it and kill her off and then just sort of never mention her again. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, on one hand, I don't like it because I thought she was a cool character. It would have been cool to keep her around. But at, at the same time, I'm like, it's fine. The way they, they go with her is, is funny. So. Well, what about Heather Graham, mate? You said you didn't mind a bit of Heather Graham. Look, I'm a man with a pulse, so of course I don't mind. <laughs> what are you going to say, Peter? <laughs> Because <laughs> you are Can't deny it no, well, you, you, It's been said no. um, It's been known To happen Yeah So yeah I think Heather Graham Is, re- is really funny And uh, you know Other things I've seen her in She's, she's been good I just thought her character Had nothing going for her Well not nothing Not much going for her Ooh, Okay Okay But you argue Before that, you know, there's no emotional journey for Austin in this movie. He's mm. lost his mojo, Lonnie. And then he just gets it back. Yeah, because it was in him all along. <laughs> That's the lesson. Uh, yeah, okay, I can see that. That's a little bit of a journey, I suppose. It just seems, they just they run around a lot in this movie and, I don't know, Fat Bastard, I'm not a fan. You don't, oh no, you don't like Fat Bastard either, come on. Well, I'll say it now, I don't like number three and the mole jokes either in the third one, I just think. Oh uh, yeah, they're not great, yeah, I just I think, agree with you there. Yeah, thank you. In and of themselves, they're okay, I, well they're not okay in my view, but you can maybe excuse them, but one after another and they kind of, I know, a little bit mean-spirited, which I think the best parts about Austin are when he's not being mean-spirited, so... I kind of mm. like that stuff when he is just like groovy baby, let's go through it, you know. And then those elements of the film just come across a bit a bit nasty in some ways. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I don't like the mole stuff either, so that's all good. Mm. You know, you see where I'm coming from? I think you could maybe, like, one way to watch films is to go through and sort of mark every good thing, every bad thing, and, you know, see where it comes out overall. And... I think that's not necessarily the best way to watch films because they are works of art. They're not necessarily the opinions of everybody's watching, everyone made it, of what they think exactly about the world, you know? 
So if sometimes there's a bad thing, it maybe doesn't mean the whole movie's bad necessarily. But at the same time, I think we should keep in mind, you know, some of these things can be harmful, even if they're not supposed to be harmful. Makes sense? Bloody hell. Bringing down the pod, mate. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Well, you know, you're not mean, though. You've got to watch these things with, with, with your brain on. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I mean, I suppose I'm just trying to have a bit of fun with their power lost and Jesus. Well, so am I, Dylan. I like the bit. Okay, here's one thing I like in, in uh, number two. Okay. When he dances at her on the street and she's standing still and he just dances around her. Yeah. You know, you know the one. Yeah. stuff. What about the lady that wouldn't die when she got kept getting stabbed and bazookaed and flattened <laughs> on the outside of it? You didn't like that either? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Robin Swallows, I think her name was. Mm. Do you like the, the Pussy Galore-esque names <laughs> throughout the series? Well, they're, they're funny in the sense that they, they, they're they satirising James Bond by just like making it as obvious as possible. A lot of mm. vagina, for example, where it's like, it's like, almost like James Bond tries to do it in a classy way, but Austin Powers is pointing out, hey, it's not very classy to call someone pussy, pussy or to go around the world sleeping with women you meet, or you know, basically five minutes after meet them and then save the world and kill everybody. Like, I think Austin is kind of showing up that how silly that is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, oh, mm. not parroting it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But no, yeah, two's great, Lonnie. You're wrong, mate. Well, You're wrong. Do you not like the penis rocket jokes? <laughs> yeah, they were they referenced recently, weren't they? When was, was that was Bezos or was that Elon Musk going up? I can't remember. No, it was Bezos. Yeah, that was yeah. Bezos. Was it? Go on in. We're on Amazon See, podcast now, so got to, <laughs> got to say that. Part of the contract. Fair. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Good on you, Bezos, mm. our Lord and Savior. Hey, hey, yeah. All right. So two, you're a bit iffy on. Did you like it more than three though? Yes. Okay. Why didn't you like three? Well, you know, there's even less for Beyonce to do. Um, and she's just, just not great either, well, is she? She's not even act like not even really no character, and she's not the best actor. That's fine because she's very early on in her career. But from singers turned actors, share she is not. That's true. It's not a very made Chris Christopherson, Lonnie. No, not at all. Um, and well, I'm not a huge fan of Gold Member. Didn't think that was very great. Yeah, he's not great. Yeah, the skin stuff. Not a huge. Oh no. <laughs> but Michael Caine well, as Austin Powers' dad. Come on. I will say that the song slaps. The great song. Daddy wasn't there. <laughs> but you don't like Michael Caine in it. I mean. I thought I did, looking, like, in my memory I did, but then he's in, like, three scenes. He doesn't do much in them. He speaks English, English in one of them. It's like one of the best scenes in the franchise. Yeah, it was, I mean, sure, but... I know. He has one of the best lines as well. What's that? He's intolerant. He hates two things in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> it's funny. It's a funny line, sure, but... I, don't know, I thought he was in more of the film. He just doesn't really do much for this, and I don't don't know if his heart's in it. Bit rude, mate. I think they tried to get Sean Connery first for it. Oh yeah. Which I don't know if that would have worked better than Michael Caine. No, Michael Caine works. It's good. It's good stuff. But I, I, I felt they could have done more with it. Maybe I don't know. I kind of almost felt like he wasn't really in the movie much because he was just sort of around the movie rather than in it. And he just turns up at the end and to tell them all that they're brothers. I'm like, I don't know. Did you like that, that they're brothers? Or? <laughs> I think it's a good ending to three films. Like, in, for the films they are, it's kind of funny and makes sense. And I quite liked the, the flashback, actually, to them being kids. That was kind of fun. Stupid, but fun. Stupid, yeah. but fun, yeah. And the fact that they're all characters are there as kids, like... Sure. Yeah, and they're in this same British Academy for Spies. <laughs> Why would Doctor Evil be there? Why would they be roommates? And he's clearly yeah. evil as well. And they never mentioned this before. <laughs> <laughs> in the last two films, they never came up that they had a history. Like, 
Yeah. Again, that's why it's funny because it comes yeah. out of nowhere. And the fact that he turns good almost straight away is funny as well. When his son starts to finally embrace being evil. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's funny. Yeah, that's not evil. Seth Green, shout out. Yeah, I don't mind Seth Green. He's pretty funny, isn't he? Yeah, he's great. Right. Um, that's the thing about these films. I think the smaller moments are better. Like, just like the funny bit in the first film where, or the second film actually, where he talks about having a time travel machine and then, yeah, Scott's just like, why don't we just go back when he's on the, on the crapper and shoot him in the face? <laughs> and the, you just don't get it, do you, Scott? You that, don't that, get it, fine. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the whole idea about, you know, just this killing now, why are we putting him in a, a trance where he can get out of it? Because I think that, and the fact that Dr. Evil just like sort of, it shows that he's playing a game almost. Like he's, it's part of yeah. being a good sport, of being an evil villain, is that you do let the person get away almost. Have a chance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the same thing, like just as little small moments, like when Austin's taking pictures and he's like, just the funny things he says, he's obviously just improving. <laughs> he's like, even... ignore my hand, ignore me doing this, ignore me doing this. <laughs> He's like, I'm not even taking a picture. He's like, got the camera pointed away. And he's like, shooting it at the ground. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not even shooting you. This is crazy. <laughs> I love it. And they're all being like, what the, you're a meerkat. You're a meerkat. <laughs> you're burrowing for food. <laughs> you're um, making an interconnected series of tunnels like the Viet Cong. <laughs> and the, the bit where, like, after they, they kill someone and, and Austin just gives a series of puns until he's told it's too much. That's yeah. Fun. That's funny. Mate, you love these movies. Don't well, lie. The, Come on. I think the funniest joke as well, Dylan, of the whole series, potentially, mm-hmm. is when, like, their little cart, the golf cart-esque vehicle they're in, gets stuck in the hallway. Do you agree? No. <laughs> what's, what's the funniest joke, then? I don't know if it's the funniest joke, but one of the funniest scenes... As I've said, one of the greatest scenes in film history is where he strip teases, he strips for the fembots, mate, and blows their minds with how sexy he is. It's true. Yeah. That's classic. And dancing to I Want to Touch Myself. Genius. They're really they're like, you know what? Let's not be subtle. <laughs> Subtext is for pussies, they said in that scene. And yeah, what's Garth Marenghi say? Yeah. <laughs> like... Some Texas for cowards yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to, you know, maybe I brought the movie out before, but I wanted to mention some of those things that maybe haven't held up as, as well. But that you can't deny there are some funny moments in these films. And you, that's what I'm saying. Films can't necessarily be all good or all bad. Sometimes they're in the middle. Sometimes they have good moments. Sometimes they have things that were funny in the 90s, but we, that wouldn't do now. So that's what I was trying to mention there. Well, we'll see. With your pitch, won't we, Lonnie? See if I can write some of the wrongs. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, mate. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. Pitchy film, mate. Pitch how you're going to fix the franchise. Okay. Well, I've got two ideas, Dylan. The first one is quite fleshed out. The second is not so much fleshed out, but it's pretty funny, so I thought I'd add it anyway. Okay? That is also me. Okay. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> I wonder if it's going to be the same idea. 
Uh, First of all, Lonnie, mm-hmm. what's the title? The title of my fleshed out idea. Now, you thought you kind of were suggesting that there had to be puns on. Has to be. Has to be. Why is it not so much? Having said that, Dylan, the first film was just called International Man of Mystery, so it's not actually a James Bond pun as well, so I thought I was being that Yeah, way. but they moved on from that. Mm. Two out of three. Mm. Okay. Okay. It'll make sense though, Dylan, okay? Well, I've got like 50, so you can pick one or more. Well, why, why, it fits the theme and the story and it, it all works, okay? It's called, Dylan. Austin Powers, Daddy's Home, baby, but keeping in mind... On the poster, you would have it be reading as if it's going to say Daddy's Horny, but then Home is written over the top of it, so it's kind of like the title's supposed to be Daddy's Horny, baby. But they covered it up. Well, mm. what, do you, what do you think? Uh, you know, I haven't greenlit it yet. Let's just <laughs> say that. Well, here's my plot, okay? Okay. Very basically. I'm ready. I'm ready. Austin is still there. He's in, you know, current day, but he's been still working. And he's, um, his older ways of working and living and being himself are sort of becoming increasingly at odds with the modern workforce, okay? Kind of a post-Me mm-hmm. Too um, society. Yeah. So he makes some raunchy comments to a new recruit. He gets cancelled because that's, you know, inappropriate behaviour. From there, scandal sort of grows as several of his love children are revealed. And they're all different ages because Austin is time travel and is from the 60s originally and he's still going around now. So he's got some that are old, some that are you know, in their 20s, but they're all Austin's children are sort of being revealed all around the world. Funny? Uh, yeah, because that's basically my half-baked one. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So in this, Dr. Evil is reformed. He's Dougie. We'll call him from now on. He's his brother, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a good guy now as well. I think he's maybe running like a talk show because, yeah, basically just taking that off the um, the Cherry Springer. Okay, idea. sure. But he's running that, I'm thinking. Maybe a YouTube channel. Maybe he's doing something like that. I don't know. Okay. But he's good from now. Sure. But as is alluded in the third film, at the end, Scott is now a villain. Now, he's already killed Mini-Me. Had to, get, had to get back at him. How do we know that? What? How is that revealed? Well, Doctor Evil is still mourning Mini Me because they became Dougie. I mean, they were very, they became very close after their sort of fracture oh, in yeah. the third film. Yeah. Okay. And that 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 kills Scott Heatman. That like internally, he's like can't get over that. You're so not worried that's a bit dark. Are you going to play it off for laughs somehow? It gets darker, Dylan. <laughs> Fuck me, okay, yeah. Scott also kills Dr. Evil. Oh, Jesus! He can't do that! That's what he's doing in my pitch, Dylan, okay? Oh, my goodness, okay. Yeah, and this kicks Austin into gear, okay? Oh. He wants things to get back out there because he sort of had to retire and be cancelled and whatever, but he's like, oh, no, he's killed Dougie. I've got to go out there and, and sort this out. Scott is also holding the wealth of ransom and some sort of nuclear weapon or something. He could also be modelled, I guess, on like a Zuckerberg or a Bezos sort of... Maybe he's got a tech app or something that's going to destroy the world. Yeah, a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. whatever the, the current thing is. Maybe YouTube or something, I don't know. Okay. It's all going at people's brains. You know what it would be like, that sort of thing. Yeah. So what does Austin do? Austin assembles his love children together and they form a sort of Avengers-style <laughs> That's exactly what my half-pitched thing was. Yes. Avengers kind of situation. Yes. So Austin is forming a kind of team with all his illegitimate sons and daughters. <laughs> That's mine out the way. Great yep. minds, hey. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll explain what I've got here then. But yes, basically sure. that's it. Um, yeah. So they, they go, they go, they destroy Scott, they destroy his plans or whatever. At the same time, Austin learns to be a dad and also learns to be a better person as well. And mm-hmm. by embracing his children, he just sort of rehabilitates the image as well at the same time Dylan mm. Austin starts to reevaluate his life and all the people he's been with because all these kids obviously are from all different backgrounds different women sure he's like who have I loved the most in my life Vanessa Vanessa that's right how do we get her back horny well we reveal Dylan that the fembot Vanessa was put in place by Dr. Evil mm. okay yeah 
and he had killed, or I thought he'd killed, <gasps> the real Vanessa. Oh. But surprise, okay. she survived. She's been somewhere. We can work back okay. where exactly she's been. We'll work it out. And... We'll work it out on the day. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they get back together. Maybe okay. Scott's okay. been keeping her or something weird like that. Oh. I don't know. That, 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 just just pitching <laughs> off the hip, that one. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's all good, yeah. Yeah. She's been somewhere. That's that's fine. Exactly. Um, so his kids could include in his Avengers-style team. I'm just throwing out some good names here that haven't really sure. seen these films. Um, John David Washington from Tenet. George Clooney. Awful movie, Tenet. Oh, I hate Tenet. Sorry. It's so Sorry, terrible, right? Like that, but it's it's awful. Just makes no sense. It's sound corrected badly. Terrible movie. Anyway. Yes. Sorry. Decent actor. <laughs> yeah, he's a good actor. I mean, you know, he's up and coming. Yeah. I thought it'd be fun to include George Clooney, Mel Streep, because they'd be like older. Because you know, Austin was. Oh, from the 60s. From the 60s, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're yeah okay, that's fun. Yeah. Um, Peter Nyongo, I thought that should be fun. And your Taylor Joy. Um, she is the, in Black Panther. And oh, okay, us, sure. And yep, yep. obviously, you know one. Yep. Um, and you tell the joy from various things, Queen's Gambit, most recently. Mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet, why not? Throw him in there. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I was trying to pick up, you know, popular actors of today who aren't in, currently in an Avengers film, and there's not many. Sure, it's <laughs> so true. They generally yeah. get snapped up, don't they? Mm. Or you could go a bunch of new actors. I don't know. But what you could do then, if, if it's good enough, if it's like popular enough, they could then carry on the next movie. Maybe you'd have like one or two fairly new ones who could be like the new Austin, maybe like someone from SNL, like a current SNL person maybe could be like... Pete Davidson. Oh, there you go. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go through your idea? What do you think of that one first? Dylan? Is that a good idea? I guess you kind of... I mean, idea, seeing right? as it was pretty much my half-baked one, I'd give it two thumbs up on it. All right. Thank you. We can work on maybe the, the killing Dr. Evil and, and whatnot, but yeah. Okay. And what happened to Vanessa? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We can find you in it, but okay, I'm glad you liked it. That's beautiful stuff, Lonnie. Beautiful stuff. I love it. Thank you. Now, do you want to go through your flesh dead idea, and then we'll just have my little silly idea at the end, perhaps? Well, Lonnie, first we've got to get through all my titles I came up okay, with. Here we go. All right. Strap in, everybody. So I'll say the James Bonds one first, sure. and then I'll say the Austin one. Sure. And I'll see if you can guess them, actually. Okay, yeah. I got you get one guess. Okay. You only live twice. What's the Austin one? You only shagged twice. You only finished twice. <laughs> Close? Close? On Her Majesty's Secret Service. On Her Majesty's Secret Shag. No. On Her Majesty's Secret Cervix. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> All right. Live and let die. Uh, live and let shag. Live and let's shag. As in let's shag that. Yes. Yeah. You gotta yeah. do that one. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Uh <laughs> might have to do some editing here. Moonraker. <laughs> when you ready. <laughs> Shagraker. <laughs> you can't say shag for every one. Poonraker. Okay. <laughs> this I'm proud of this one. For your eyes only. For your shag only. <laughs> Fuck me. You want to be banned from guessing, Lonnie? <laughs> For her thighs only. That's pretty good, actually. Thank you. Thank you. Austin. And that's that's no worse than Octopussy, so... Austin Pussy? Yeah. <laughs> Even Octopussy, like, that's a real title of a real film. They did. They just... <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true, yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm going with For Her Thighs Only at the moment. Okay. For my title. Uh, Die Another Day. Don't say shag. (laughs) 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 That's all I want to do. Um, Die Another Lay. Shag another way. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm getting it. All right. Tomorrow never dies. 
Before I never shags. <laughs> <laughs> the groove never dies, Lonnie. Fucking hell. Okay. Okay. Uh, license to kill. This is an easy one. Don't say shag. <laughs> For goodness sake. Um, license to thrill. That's pretty good. But it's license to swing. Oh. Yeah. And the living daylights on your last one. Living shag lights. <laughs> Fuck it out. No, the groovy daylights. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm thinking for her thighs only. I think that's a lot good enough, potentially. But it's not too raunchy. No, it's a bit, it's a bit raunchy, but we'll see. No, oh, but not, not more raunchier than the spy who shagged me. <laughs> guess not. Exactly, exactly. Gold Mambo is pretty yeah, on the nose. Ah, uh, yeah. Apparently they had to get permission from MGM for that. How about that? I mean, sure. Really? It's not different enough? Yeah. From Goldfinger? I don't get that. Yeah, weird. Anyway, so first off, elephant in the room, how do we handle no minimi? Because mm. as we know, Vern Troyer passed away. So it's I'm thinking... When you think me looking to... Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Took a bit of a downward spiral at the end. Pretty sad, but... Mm. Regardless, I will honour the character mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this movie. So I'm thinking Mini-Me is on vacation while this movie is happening. Okay, good. With some bucks and babes at the beach, Lonnie. Something like that. Okay, we could maybe do that in mine as well, actually. Maybe rather than killing him, but... <laughs> okay. Already stealing my ideas, mate. <laughs> Zuckerberg and me. You're Zuckerberg and <laughs> me, mate. All right. Nah, you're all right. Uh, and at the end, he can send like a postcard or a letter or something and just be a nice little moment, hmm. you know? So, in mine, Austin's been retired for a long time. He's hanging out with Dr. Evil. Dougie, as we've said, as we've established, they are brothers now, canonically. Cool. Um, but something happens and Dr. Evil gets kidnapped by Scott's goons. Sad, isn't it? At least I didn't kill him, though, right? Hey. Eh? Yeah, drama. unacceptable to drama, do that. You know, drama, understand. there's just as much drama in kidnapping someone. Okay. Okay. So, British Secret Intelligence approaches Austin to come back for one last mission. Oh, yeah. Do you as, have Basil? Sorry to interrupt. Is your Basil, Basil Exposition? Yeah. Yeah, either that or we you go with a younger one. Okay. Yeah. But no, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll come back. What's yeah. his name? Nigel, let me know. Okay. Basil. Basil, Basil, yeah. Um, so they approach him because Scott's also intending to destroy the world as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. That old chestnut, oh, yeah. as they say. Yeah. So if British Intelligence and Austin works together, they both get what they want back. Yeah. But they assign a partner to Austin, Lonnie. Here we go. Jane Blonde. <laughs> and this character is going to be played exactly like Daniel Craig's James Bond. Nice. So it should be the straight man to Austin's goofiness and she's just serious and dark and, you know, what have you. Is it like she's walked off like Skyfall or something? Like she has very yep. much, like, yeah, I love it. Absolutely, yep. And it'll be that classic thing of, like, they kind of get on each other's nerves but, you know, they piss each other off at some points but eventually they find out they have a lot of similarities, Lonnie, mm-hmm. such as liking to make puns after killing bad guys. Fast Cars. Yep. A Mutual Love of the Music of Burt Bacharach. Yes. And of course, Lonnie, what's the thing they'll both most love? Shagging. Shagging. Yes. Exactly. Right eventually. Absolutely. Anyway, they work together to rescue Dr. Evil from Scott, save the world. Um, they'll go to various places that... You know, the James Bond movies have done that Austin's haven't done, like Egypt, Jamaica, you know, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Chasing leads on Scott throughout. And spattered throughout, we'll have scenes in between of Scott taunting Dr. Evil, but Dr. Evil ends up getting under Scott's skin more than Scott gets under his. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all the while, you know, Austin and Jane are being chased by an assassin, Lonnie. Oh, no. Scatterbanger. Parody of Scaramanga from, from James Bond. Have you seen Man with the Golden Gun? I haven't seen that, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you just lost your mind for a moment, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, a, it's Christopher Lee. He plays a Bond villain. Right. I He's basically it. the anti-Bond. 
Right. That does seem familiar. I've actually even seen that one, but what you're saying, I knew Christopher Lee was in one of them, so. Yeah, yeah. You can do some classic toilet here about him having a, you know, a poo fetish or something, whatever. Whatever they want to do. I'm not the comedy writer. Mike Myers is. Okay. Um, and Scatterbanger is, of course, being played by Mike Myers. Because yeah. each movie he has to add another character that he plays. Now, did you have a, a casting for Jane Blonde? I was thinking Karen Gillan. Um, yeah. But I'm open. I'm open to whatever. Yeah, because you could do... You could do a younger one, or you could do someone who's a bit older, like like General Craig is now. Yeah, potentially. But what, yeah. whatever they want to go with, I'm open to it. Do you, are they having? Do they get together, or do they just have a mutual love for shaking other people they find? No, they'll get together probably like probably halfway through the film, maybe something sure. like that. Okay. Yeah. They'll shag, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, this is the best shag I've ever had." Don't need to shag anyone else. You're the ultimate shagger. They'll say to each other. Something like that. Not from Vanessa, though. Oh, she's not in it, though. She was a fanbot all along. She wasn't, did it? In mind, she was, Lonnie. Oh, okay. So. But, yeah, pretty much at the end, you know, they win. Scott dies. Uh, Austin and Jay get married after he demands she get a full medical exam to make sure she's not a fanbot. <laughs> okay. You, you want me over there. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay. No worries. And yeah, happily ever after for everyone. And franchise can be put to rest with do they, dignity. Do they kill Scott or is he. What happens to him? Yeah, Scott dies, yeah. Cool. Either they kill him or it's his own making. Self destruction or something. Fate of his own demise, yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. I like the idea of having a bit of a um, globe trolling adventure. That's fun. Yeah. Bit of fun, mate. Bit where, of fun. Where, where would the um, big hideout be? Evil lair for this one. Oh, I don't know. What's a Bond one that hasn't been done? Mm. Really? Uh, maybe Jamaica. Maybe Jamaica can be where it's hidden. Mm. Or Egypt. Either or inside like a pyramid or something. Or the Pretty Sphinx. Cool. Be a bit maybe of like fun. A, like a casino or something. At, you know, down in... Well, they already did Vegas. They did Vegas. What one. about like uh, Monaco or something like that? That could be fun. Yeah, maybe. Has there been a James Bond in Monaco? I don't know. There's definitely some where he's like, you know... In Europe, somewhere in a casino. Oh, he goes all over the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Sphinx with Scotty's head on it might be funny. That can you be know. cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm open to it. Or Eiffel Tower, he takes over that. Bit of fun. Oh, yeah? Opera House. Why not? Sure. <laughs> Whatever they want to do, really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, can I... Well, that's a great idea, Dylan. I like it a lot. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. And um, In some ways, it's better thought out than mine. But... Oh, come on, mate. Well, mine, I think mine are more like continue the series and then have options for the future, but yours is a very nice bow to the end of the what we've had. Yeah, so. I don't want it to go past four. Yeah, yeah it's four's enough. Three, well, three's yeah. enough. One was enough. Oh, four's enough. <laughs> my my second idea, Dylan, which is basically just a line, okay. is, is kind of like a, a mirror image to yours, actually, in some ways. Oh. So instead of James Bond coming in from a James Bond film and being that character... In my, my second idea is it's a very, very serious Jason Bourne-style film with the grey tones, shaky handheld camera, very serious music and very serious plot. But Austin is just also there, being himself. Sure. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. So it's pretty much like a Jason Bourne film where you've just picked up Austin and, and throw him into it, where he's doing all these jokes and he's singing and dancing, but no one else can hear it or understand what he's doing. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That's all I got pretty much for that. But I just thought it'd be funny to like, because these films came out before Jason Bourne really was a big thing. The first film maybe came out, the first Bourne came out, then the second, the third, Austin, whatever. I just think it'd be funny to take all those those ideas and filming styles of a Jason Bourne style spy thriller, but then just have Austin there. They'd never do it. it. It makes no sense to do this, but I think it'd just be really funny. Uh, could be like an SNL sketch or something. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I, I was just thinking of ideas. Like, my first idea is obviously the real idea of what, you know, if they yeah. gave me a million dollars to write it, what I'd actually try and do. But this yeah. one would just be funny. You could even maybe do it with a different character, potentially. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Bit of fun? Good stuff. Thank you. You're welcome, Lonnie. You're <laughs> welcome. Okay, so where do we land on, on Austin Powers, then? Good guy? Like him? Good movies? Of course. Love him. He's one of my faves. 
as I said, the first film suite, that was, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and that's the, that's the final word on that, Dylan. Yeah, they're all great. Yeah. Um, but where can they find us, Lenny? <laughs> no, I bet you want to give us a get amongst it before we wrap it up. <sighs> you want to bloody get amongst it? Um, yeah. My spy, sing me a little tune, mate. Maybe I'll be enticed. Get amongst it. Short and sweet. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I'm not um, Mark. I'm not Mark, okay? I can't really say that. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I'd say that my get amongst it this week uh, would be the Saga of the Swamp Thing comics. You missed the Swamp Thing, eh? Absolutely. DC character, for those who don't know, is basically like the living embodiment of nature, something like that, which he wasn't originally when this series started because this is the like Alan Moore's run on the Swamp Thing comics, basically. And he pretty much just reinvented Swamp King, uh, Swamp Thing, rather. Well, he is mm-hmm. the king of nature <laughs> in ways. He's king in my view, personally. Absolutely. Because before that, he was just like, this guy died like an experiment, you know, pretty boring standard stuff. Hmm. But how Alan Moore reinvents it is that basically there was this experimental plant that when this guy died, they like ate it and ate his memories or something like that. So he's like this husk of nature that walks around with the memories of this previous guy. It's it's bizarre. It's got some crazy out there ideas like he falls in love with this lady and the way that they make love is that he grows like sweet potatoes off his body and she eats them and she has like a psychedelic trip in her mind. It's it's madness, but it's great. But you don't mind a bit of a that crazy out there comic, hey? Mate, I love it. It's what's that's what they're for. If you're not gonna go out there with imaginative stuff, what are you doing? What's the point? Hey, it's true. Perfect medium for it. So was this like the eighties when he was doing something? Yeah, I think so. Mid eighties, mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's uh, six volumes of it. I've got on my shelf, I believe, and I believe oh, yeah. I've got them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do the other DC characters make an appearance at all? Yeah, John Constantine. That's where he actually started. Oh, is really? his origin? Oh, yeah, wow. absolutely. You got Etrigan the Demon because Swamp Thing does go to hell at one point. <laughs> it's crazy, Lonnie. Crazy <laughs> stuff. So Etrigan's there. I love Etrigan the Demon. He's always been a soft spot for me. I think there might be Batman at one point. I could be wrong. It might only be one panel, though, because I'm pretty sure that Swamp Thing defeats Floronic Man at one point and like, brings him to the Justice League Tower or something. But, yeah. You don't need the other DC characters, to be honest. No, it's that's that engrossing. That's fine. I think Batman would be like, is this guy doing a pretty good stuff? Okay. Carry on, man. He wouldn't be bothering too much, would he? Nah, not really. Represents basically Mother Nature. Mm. Yeah. We got him. Great. Great stuff. Get amongst it. And wasn't there a TV show a couple of years ago that maybe had like a season or something? Yeah, one season. Apparently it's fantastic, but they cancelled it. Mm. <laughs> it was too expensive. Yeah. Which I can understand. Pretty dark from what I recall as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It was on the DC app originally. Remember that? That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that's where Harley Quinn Season 1 was, and they did Doom Patrol on there. That's right, but it never came to Australia because it was, you know, had about a year or something, then it was... Yeah, like, America only for one year. Like, how do you expect it to be successful if you're yeah. only putting it in America? Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Get amongst it. Get amongst Swamp Thing in general, but particularly that run. Okay. Saga of the Swamp Thing. All right. You heard him, everybody. You heard him. You did. You heard me. Absolutely. <laughs> Get amongst Swamp Thing. If you don't, you're no fan of ours. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> I'm drawing the line somewhere, Lonnie. I have you, you, to. You gotta. You gotta. Now, Dylan, are you and I on the socials? Uh, for sure. Yes. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on YouTube, even. We've got our own you. website. Yeah, I miss you, man, pod, and all those, all those things. Um, it's really good going back actually on the YouTube, and there's been new videos coming up all the time, sort of doing periodically when Dylan goes back to the archives and finds them for me to put together. Mm. Um, yeah, some of the best archives, aren't they? Some really good little nice moments you can just listen yeah, back. Yeah, little clips. Yeah. And if you like what you hear, 
Go and listen to the full episode. There's hey, more to come. The little tease, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> now, it'd be great if you could get in touch with us on all those social um, media apps. And let us know what you think of Austin Powers. What do you think your pitch would be for an episode for a, uh, maybe four? Please. Send that through. Try yeah. and beat ours. I dare you. Yeah. Would you kill off half the characters like I did? You shouldn't. In you shouldn't. Comedy, in the comedy movie, would you kill off everybody? <laughs> You're wrong, mate. Come on. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, for our theme song. And thank you for your Mark. thoughts on Austin Powers that you gave me the other day. It's good fun. Mark the man every time. Can't go wrong. Next week, who knows? Not sure. Uh, he could go wrong. Wrong, <laughs> we know. That theme song he sings live every week, yeah. he could get a note off. Yeah, well. And then he's fired. One mistake. One strike, you're out, Mark. That's it, man. It's high stakes, this podcast. Mm, absolutely. All right. Until next time. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.